such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yeah, she said we Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fine Line Podcast, where, as you heard in that clip from This Is Spinal Tap, your hosts try to strike a fair balance between stupid and clever as we talk all things film. I'm Travis Kiker. I'm Caleb Eels. And I'm Josiah Dykes. And this is the very first episode of the Fine Line Podcast. Okay, uh, before we get into the main topic of this first episode, I think we just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, this podcast and why we decided to start it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we just, well, we all uh, have had a deep connection with film over the years, uh, especially the past couple of years. Yeah. It's definitely all brought us together as friends uh, between watching movies and making a few yeah. short films. Um, Discussing them, writing about them. Yeah. Our short film, not a, we uh, only yeah. discuss and write about our own. Yeah, work. exactly. Yeah. I mean, why would you? Why <laughs> yeah, would we don't really it? watch other movies. I've never yeah. seen a single other movie actually. <laughs> yeah. Nice so thing. our main medium is Letterboxd, which yeah. a few of our listeners are on. Hopefully, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this, but uh, first I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Carson Runquist. <laughs> so, yeah. If you're listening, uh, email us. us or DM us on Twitter, and we'll Unplug. hook you up with a free uh, piece of merch. Yes. It's a hoodie that says pretentious on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was our idea, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, this uh, podcast is just kind of us giving our thoughts on film, and uh, hopefully some of y'all can relate to it, yeah. agree with it. Um, so, yeah, we <clears throat> are going to have different topics for each um, podcast, and... Yeah, we're uh, not exactly sure what it's going to look like yet. Maybe, yeah, 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 we're kind of a little bit kind of still unsure. Yeah. So if you guys have any ideas, um, feel free to uh, send us those over on Twitter. Um, or Letterboxd. Yeah, or Letterboxd. <laughs> Comment on Letterboxd. I know, yeah, they need to, they need to add nice. that for sure. That'd be a good feature. Uh, but yeah, we don't really know what, uh, what exactly the show is going to look like. Maybe we're thinking, I mean, probably doing uh, one main movie per episode. Um, and then maybe some spin-off lists of that, like we're going to do a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're not entirely sure yet, so we're still open to ideas. Yeah. Yep. Um, today's topic is going to be the top three movies that got us into film. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just uh, what would you guys, how would you guys uh, define this kind of... That's a good question, but yeah. I don't actually know how to answer that. I would say movies that um, like started us thinking about... Uh, like movies as a whole in a different way. Thinking more in depth. Exactly. As more than just... superficial enjoyment. Exactly. Which is totally fine and totally good. Um, But sometimes we enjoy uh, going a little bit... uh, Thinking a little bit more about that. I saw something today that was talking about passive and active watchers. Exactly. Turned us into active watchers. So yeah. yeah. I mean, besides Josiah, he likes to be on his phone a lot during movies. <laughs> streaks hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep but, streaks um, Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely gotten pretty obsessed with it, I'm gonna be honest. It's not Speak for yourself, admit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just addicted to Snapchat. Like I don't even care yeah, that's about true. movies. Yeah. Yeah. So why are you here? I, we're just gonna all right, we're just gonna I'm go with it. in your base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, should we go ahead and jump in? Yeah. All um, right. Who wants to go first? Uh, Caleb, how about you go first? I, okay, I will. Um, I'm going to start off with a banger. we got the movie titled Hero, and it's a Chinese film starring Jet Li, and it came out the year I was born. 
2002. And I watched this for the first time when I was like 13 or 14. Um, I remember my dad showing me an action scene from a similar movie, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and just being like blown away with how incredible it was. Um, and it was like the fight scene between two women in like a big training room. And we watched that movie and we also watched Hero. And Hero just kind of stuck with me more. Um, I definitely need to see Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon again though. Yeah, um, Hero just made me appreciate the different aspects of film. It has a, a simple yet complex story. The cinematography is actually some of the best, like, ever. That's Not, true. Yeah, that's, and true. that's very true. The color palette complements it. Yeah. Um, it's really u utilized um, in this movie better than anything I've ever seen. Um, the scale of this movie made me appreciate directing. Uh, there's, like, armies in this movie, and it's just, like... It's, I mean, it's not CGI. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's insane. Real extras. Um, yeah. Uh, the ending is one of my all-time favorites. It's so... It's, like, um, so unfair, and you just, like... It has you, like, almost yelling at the screen. I actually um, don't remember the ending. I've yeah, seen it what, before, but yeah, I don't remember it. Y'all need to rewatch it. Yeah, I know. Um, I so, yeah, just everything about it is just top-notch. And, yeah, it really... <clears throat> Um, just got me going to film. Nice. Yeah, I like I said, I haven't seen that one in a while, but I have seen it, and I remember I was not smart enough to pick up on this on my own. But afterward, when I was reading about it, apparently each of the like different segments of the movie that like they're that have a main color mm -hmm. uh, as the color palette, it each represents something that has to do with that story, which I remember being really cool at the time, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah, just um, I, the review was. I actually bad. one I of my I talked about okay. that. Right. It was my own thoughts, and I didn't just look right. it off Wikipedia. So okay, it yeah. could be wrong. Maybe that's what you're thinking of, Travis. Yeah, but... maybe. I doubt that I would be influenced by Josiah in any way. But... <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty right. bad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, um, good pick, Caleb. Thank you. All right, anyway, uh, does what? He have to be here anymore? That... No, he can go. Now. I can. All right, yeah. please just leave. Um, I guess I'll go next. So uh, I'm going to go roughly in chronological order as best as I can remember. Um, so my first pick uh, is Inception, Christopher Nolan's uh, iconic yes. gateway drug to film. It's not, yeah, it's not a very unique pick, um, but it's, it's true for me. Film, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the age of 12, I was well on the way to oh, yeah. becoming a certified film bro. Um, but yeah, I think I was about 12 when I first watched this. Um, and that was an age when Christopher Nolan was totally new to me. Um, I'd never heard of him before, and uh, I was recommended Inception, and I bugged my dad about it for a couple weeks until we finally watched it together. Um, so at the time, it totally blew my mind. Um, when it was over, I had no idea what had just happened, and I probably couldn't recite the tiniest plot synopsis, um, but the time manipulated narrative and the score and the fight scenes and the slow motion, all of it was just, you know, totally mind-blowing and it was nothing like I'd ever seen before. So I was hooked. Um, and I rewatched it several times, mostly with you guys. Um, and each time I understood the plot a little bit better. And I also appreciated um, the way Nolan presented the plot a little bit more each time. Um, so I would watch all kinds of behind the scenes of the, you know, the rotating hallway, all that classic stuff. Um, so that definitely got me a little bit obsessed with uh, Christopher Nolan at the time, and I checked out his other movies, and yeah, I would say that's where it really started. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite Nolan film, personally. Oh, really? really? Wow. 
Yeah, I well, I need to go watch, uh, rewatch Prestige uh, and Prestige Inception. Is not, I actually not that great. Okay, <laughs> I think the Prestige might actually be my favorite. Yeah, I oh think I gosh. might agree with that once yeah. I rewatch it. But we'll have to wait and see. Right now, Inception's my favorite. I haven't and... seen. I watched it a lot, like I said, when I was younger, and I haven't seen yeah. it in a long time. I've yeah, seen it like two or three. The years first maybe. time you brought that over to my house, and you're like. You need to watch this. And we watched it together, and I was just like, in that exact voice. My, my I pounded on his door in the middle of the night. <laughs> Open up. <laughs> Let me in. I mean, it's it's that kind of film. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah I I bought that um, pretty soon after. Yeah. I saw it. I got it on DVD. Still have it. Yep. I cherish that DVD because. It turned you into a film bro, it and you're still really... recovering to this day. <laughs> hey, that's not a thing to be ashamed of. <laughs> okay, yeah, kind of that's is. where we yeah, disagree. Yeah. By the way, everybody go like my film bro, watch this. <laughs> Letterboxd. On Letterboxd, what is that, like 3,000 likes? Wow. Yeah, probably yeah. something like that. Celebrity. Okay. Okay. Carson, go like it, please. Yeah. <laughs> Josiah, do you want to share your uh, number uh, Yeah, number so features? I think I'm not really going in any sort of okay. order, but... Um, I think my first pick is going to have to be Alien, which is a classic. It's also sort of a film bro movie. Um, no, I wouldn't say so. It's on the edge. Okay. I yeah. Mean, I would... All right, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, 1979, I think. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that when it came that out? That is uh, accurate. Nice. Around that time. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I was born. Um, direct? Yeah. <laughs> nice, dude. Okay. Directed by... <laughs> is that Ridley Scott? Ridley Scott... Oh, my God. Stop interrupting <laughs> me. You're ruining this. Talk, All right, please. Caleb, what's your number two? <laughs> <laughs> All right, just like so okay. Directed by Ridley Scott, same guy who did like Blade Runner and Gladiator. Classic. Yeah, it's not that great. Just like Blade Runner. I'm just saying Ridley Scott as a whole is just oh, like an okay, iconic. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Alien is like the only movie of his that I actually like. Okay. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Blade Runner. Have you seen Blade Runner? I have not. I have not either. It's, yeah, it's not... Hmm. It's not amazing. I'm not going to take your opinion on that, actually. Okay. I don't know why I'm still here. But anyway, so <clears throat> I watched Alien, uh, I think it was like summer of 2017. Um, that's kind of the summer that I really got into movies, I would say. Um, like my parents wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your parents? Yeah. my So my parents like wouldn't let me watch a lot of movies. Uh, they're pretty strict about that. Um Summer 2017 is when they started being a little bit more open to letting me watch movies and actually watching movies with me um, and like discussing them afterwards. And so that's another thing that helped me get into movies. Yeah. Just the love of like being able to discuss it with other yeah, people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's one reason why Inception was such a big one was because it was like so, like you could discuss that movie forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of why that opened the door a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so Alien just like. It just blew my mind because I had seen it, be, or I had seen parts of it before. Like I've, you know, everybody's seen the chestburster yeah. scene probably, um, and hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I'd seen that like on YouTube before, but like just seeing it on the actual screen and seeing it in the context of the movie, like it still scared the crap out of me. Oh yeah, it's a honestly. scary it's, movie. It's yeah. a really scary movie. Um, and so just like everything about that movie, the acting, um, just cinematography, mm-hmm. as Caleb loves so much about every movie he watches uh i mean it is like half a movie yeah it's true okay well anyway um the cinematography uh just the set design too yes yeah yeah i don't i don't think it's that low budget of a movie but i'm no i don't think it was like 
a super high budget movie. No, because I don't think that was Ridley Scott's breakout. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, obviously he'd done stuff before then, but yeah, I it think was, it was that's what like, made him pretty big. Yeah, it's kind of like a mid tier okay. budget movie, I think. So, I just read a lot about how they use like mirrors and stuff, and just use utilize a lot of different things to kind of uh, use it like a loophole for not to like make up for not having gotcha. you know the huh. equipment and stuff. Um, so that really inspired me. I don't actually want to direct in the future, but it's just stuff like that that really makes me appreciate movies yeah. and like the art that's behind what you're yeah. watching. Like there can be a movie that's really enjoyable, but there's so much going on behind yeah. the scenes. Uh, Alien was just the movie that made me go, whoa, in the words of Neo. Nice dude. One thing I really love about that movie is, I mean, it's pretty long, I think, isn't it? It's like two and a half hours I think or it's close like to two that. Two hours. I think it's more than that. I think it's more, yeah. but it like flies by. The pacing is yeah. so good. It's really good. And even I think it may be a little bit less than two and a half hours, but like nothing happens really for like at least thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, but it is not boring at all. Like it's... the pacing is perfect and like establishing an atmosphere right from the very beginning and like you're so tense but you don't even realize it yeah exactly um, even and even it just kind of unwinds yeah, over the last yeah. you know part of the movie even when everything is going fine and they haven't even, they don't even discover the alien till like 25 30 minutes in you still sense that something's wrong and you sense that something is going to go wrong um even when you know quote nothing is happening uh that movie is so good at just establishing an atmosphere and then building it until something actually happens so, yeah. mm -hmm. I love the whole feel of the movie. It looks so nice. And, it like, does. It's, it's like almost looks like soft. That's the word I would use to describe it. Um, Carson, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I love how like realistic it is. Like obviously the monster, it it can be a little bit. Um, it can look a little bit fake at yeah. times. But like the the beginning when they have like that. The weird thingy on the, the guy's face. face. Oh, yeah, 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 the face hooker. <laughs> that yeah. thing looks so oh, real. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also like, the fact that they really use terrifying. like older actors, mm -hmm. like they don't use the prettiest people. Yeah. And it just, it just, it makes doesn't it feel like a schlocky forward. monster movie. It yeah. feels like in the context of this world, it feels like very real and mm -hmm. like it's actually happening. Yeah. yeah. And like when the, the dude turns out to be like a robot spoiler, there's obviously going to be spoilers. Um, <laughs> that just, it looks, it looks really nice. Yeah. And I like how oh, yeah, they the did milk, that. The milk blood stuff. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for a 70s movie, disgusting. the effects were really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I say for a 70s movie, but most movies yeah. in the 70s, the effects are better than, than they are now. Kind of on a, this is kind of a tangent, oh. but like, I kind of wish Stranger Things had the same feel as... Yeah, yeah, like yeah. in like, terms you know, of like you know the practical I mean? effects or just like the overall no, look. No, just the overall look. Okay. Like, yeah. Stranger Things looks so digital, but it's movies yeah, like, it does. So horror movies digital. like Alien and like, I guess, A Nightmare on Elm Street, mm -hmm. Halloween, just have that like super grainy, like gritty. Feel. Yeah, I mean, that, that's mm -hmm. just shooting on film yeah, versus well, shooting exactly, digitally. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I'm agreeing. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess Stranger, Stranger Things would probably have the budget to shoot on a film if they, they wanted yeah. to. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's not cost effective or. Time effective. No, but it looks way people, better. Yeah, yeah. Like people really yeah, we were watching that, the but... third episode or the third season and of Stranger Things, and it was just, mm -mm, it did not look very nice. Like, <laughs> just in my opinion, okay. I'm not a. I haven't. In seen some much. ways, it looks nice. Just yeah. in terms of like the actual picture quality, it's Dude, like episode. Uh, what was it like episode? The one we were watching. No, the, I haven't seen. I've the only one seen I, up to I, six, I watched I one yesterday, the carnival one. Okay, I haven't got it. It looks yet. so good. Okay, it, it huh. really looks. All right. Yeah, 
That could be more in terms of like set design than like actual physical that's, image quality. That's true, yeah. I think like the sets, the set design and a lot of the visual effects are really good. It's just that like the actual picture sometimes yeah. doesn't look as good as it could have if yeah, they shot on film. That's definitely true. But yeah, I mean, the visual effects have definitely like gotten better. Yeah, I yeah. Feel like, but. yeah. Um, all right, let me go to round two. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, I guess I'll go first then again. <clears throat> so my second pick was The Matrix. Nice. Um, which is a, it's very close to my heart. I don't know. Because it's a film bird movie? Um, okay. All film bird movies uh, are close to your heart. The hero is not really a... Dude, that's a foreign movie. You're good. You're in yeah. the clear. Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so The Matrix, yeah. Whenever someone like, I don't know, that's like the first movie I think of when I like think about movies I like, just have like a love for. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Hero and The Matrix um, began my love of like good action movies, um, especially back then. Yeah. It was definitely an yeah. action movie <clears throat> kind of junkie. But only the good ones. Um, <laughs> so pretentious. Mandy, where you at? <laughs> so on a side note, my other favorite action movies include the Bourne trilogy. Are, yes, I love those. Um, we're we're just gonna say the trilogy because I just gonna believe that the fourth and fifth movie never happened. <laughs> I actually remember liking the fourth one. I don't love the fifth one, but I uh, remember like. I don't really one. like. They're both pretty mediocre. Okay. Um, the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, a yes, couple sir. Mission Impossible films, yep. especially the latest one. Yeah. Um, yes, Captain America Civil War, a.k.a. the best MCU film. And, That's uh, not true. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. And, of course, Mad Max Fury Road, mm. um, which is probably the best film out of all of them, save The Matrix. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, bud. Um, I, know that, I know this list is lacking a little bit, so feel free to spam my letterbox comment section with some recommendations. Will do. Um, the first time he's gotten comments since he's created his letterbox. Uh, we're totally out of focus. Just not an enjoyable watch. <laughs> not enjoyable watch. All right, anyways, um, I saw The Matrix around the same time as Hero, and I was impressed by the same factors, the cinematography and the story sticking out probably the most... Um, both movies have roughly the same outline. An unknown man rises up from nothing to become the one in the end. Something Caleb wishes you um, could do. <laughs> all right, stop roasting me. You're at least trying to. Okay, I'm done. Um, it's the classic hero story, and it works really well here. And I just love everything about The Matrix, from the bird's eye view shots, um, like mm. that shot of the SWAT team as, like ascending the stairs. That's a good one. Um, and also... When uh, the shot of the bathroom, when the SWAT team comes in, like beats up Morpheus, mm -hmm. um, and to the iconic bank shootout. Which yes, is probably one of the most well-crafted scenes in cinema. Um, Garrett Murray from Letterbox says, "Before the Matrix, action movies were completely different. I still remember what it felt like opening night in 1999 to see bullet time in the opening moments of this film." The Matrix created an entirely new language for filming uh, fight sequences, chases, and gun battles. It remains to this day one of my favorite sci-fi films. This movie defined the action genre and has become one of the most iconic films ever in the past 20 years, and I wish I could have been there opening night. Nice, dude. Dang. Good pick. Yeah. I like that pulling in outside resources. <laughs> yeah, Check out that big brain on Brits. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that from? Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm about to head out. Not a film, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen it once, and it's overrated. It is. I would agree with yeah, that. It's kind of overrated, yeah. actually. Um, yeah, I'm not a big Quentin fan. Let's just get that out of the way. One movie that is not overrated at all, in fact, it's extremely underrated, is my second pick, which is M. Night Shyamalan's The Village, 
which is an awesome movie that hmm. I love to this day. Um, but I think I actually saw it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Uh, I think I actually saw this before Inception, but it's a much more interesting pick, so I put it afterward. Um, yeah, so I think I saw this around the same time when I was about 12. Um, so it's uh, it's a little bit obscure. Um, Is it? Yeah, I'd say it's a little bit of a tiny bit. It's definitely not okay. his most famous film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I can agree with that. So it's about a small New England town sometime in the 1800s whose surrounding woods are haunted by mysterious and terrifying creatures. Oh. So like I said, I saw this terrifying. film around the same time as I saw Inception. Um, it's one that my dad introduced to me because uh, he loved The Sixth Sense. He had never seen The Village, uh, but he loved The Sixth Sense. Um, and he, we just watched this one together. Um, this was probably the first like really scary movie I had ever seen, and I probably wouldn't think it's that scary now. Um, but then I was absolutely it's terrified. Not exactly not. <laughs> it's, I mean, red cloak. Yeah, it, it's a, red it's, room. it's a little intense. <laughs> um, but I loved it at the time. Um, a lot like Inception, and in that the surface details are what really hooked me the first time. The mystery, the scares, the twist ending, which actually like I really like the twist ending. People hate um, on it. People hate on it, and I, I think it actually works. I'm in the majority. On no. That one. I'm not a fan. At all. I don't think it's hokey or cheating at all. Um, I think it fits into what the movie's trying to say about uh, truth and deception and trying to escape your own human nature. Right. I think I think it works. Okay. Um, but yeah, the movie as a whole is so good. Like I said, the first time I watched it, I appreciated the surface details of how scary it was and how shocked I was by the ending. Um, but the more times I rewatched it, I was really drawn to how emotional this like surprisingly emotional for a horror movie, which I wouldn't say it's that emotional. It is, it is. I was emotional after I watched it because I realized that I just wasted like two hours of my life. <laughs> well, it's only an hour. Let's right, not so roast to this movie choices here. Uh, oh, let me just we gotta be supportive. Um, it's true. Um, but the more I rewatched it, the more I appreciated how just of a solid like it's a lot of different genres actually. It's like um, it's strong as a horror movie, but it's also strong as just a character drama. The characters are really really strong in this movie. Uh, they're, I, I, actually I like the Adrian that. Brody character. Yeah, they're also good. Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. He's uh, yeah, yeah. he's the main that. character. <laughs> wait, no, he's not. No, um, the girl is. Wait, that's not Jessica. Who is it? It's not Jessica Chastain. It's oh, uh, oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, Bryce yeah. Dallas Howard. Yeah, she's the main I get character. Them mixed up all yeah, the yeah, time. they look identical. Yeah. Huh. She's the main character. Joaquin Phoenix is like the supporting main he's character. In that movie? Yeah, he's super I good. About that. Um, yeah. The characters are so Joaquin good. And my... <laughs> he really is. It's not really a romance movie, but it has like romantic elements. But it's it's. Not really a you can't really define it to a specific genre. It's not really a horror movie. It's not really a romance. It's definitely not a thriller. Yeah, because um, it's, it's more just like a mystery. Yeah, it's like yeah. a mis yeah. mystery drama. Um, but it's it's really good. Um, definitely underrated. Definitely still a favorite. I loved it at the time. I still do. Um, also worth noting. Fun fact: James Newton Howard's incredible score almost made me learn the piano. Um, but in the end, I just listened to the soundtrack on repeat, and I never learned the piano. Wow, we have a sad story. Lazy boy in the house. Yeah. Josiah, mm -hmm. uh, uh, round two. So I think my second pick is going to have to be uh, Norman Jewison's 1967, In the Heat of the Night. So that was um, another movie that I watched uh, that su the same summer that I watched Alien. Um, and I also watched American Graffiti. Nice, dude. And I haven't rewatched it since. Yeah. But anyway, um, I that was one of the first movies that I kind of remember like discovering for myself um, in a way. So like... Nobody told me about it. Uh, in fact, like I've only met like two or three other people who've actually even seen it funny. or heard of it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Wait, um, isn't it a book? Did you it, hear it about it from the book? It was a, no, uh, I didn't even know funny. it was a book um, until like a year after I watched it. Funny. Um, but yeah, so I think I was just like 
I don't know, like I was going through a list on the internet maybe, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even like a best movies of all yeah. time list. It was just like a random list, and I saw Funny. it, and I thought it looked interesting, yeah. so I decided to watch it. And so I guess that made me sort of more curious as to like trying to discover movies by myself yeah. instead of just going like on IMDb. Yeah. Top 250. <laughs> Top 250. The <laughs> ultimate cinephile yeah. page. <laughs> Give me Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I like uh, Shawshank. I do, Or Infinity War. I think that's, like, number one. Oh, yeah. boy. It, it was. It for, was. It yeah. was for Liz. Yeah, I like Shawshank, too. It's not so the best movie of all time, but... it's When I watched it, I was, like... I almost cried. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's I, very I, good. I whipped. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, it's somewhere in my top 50. All right. Cool, man. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> all, all right, right. so anyway. Um, so, In the Heat of the Night is about a detective from Philadelphia who uh, travels to a small town in Mississippi and is met with prejudice. Um, Not and surprising. So, yeah. <laughs> just, found it about, just found out about racism. <laughs> yeah, it sucks big time. Get me Call on the, the phone. CEO. <laughs> Call, Call the CEO. Call the CEO racism. Get him to shut this down. Uh, so anyway. Um, That's what we're doing here at the Five Line Podcast. Breaking uh, boundaries. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm black by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. So anyway, it's about a detective from Philadelphia who travels to a small town in Mississippi and is met with prejudice there. Um, And so the movie is, it has a lot of different themes and one of them is actually kind of just overcoming prejudice and overcoming stereotypes and I guess proving your worth. But um, it's just such an engaging movie. Like I stayed engaged the entire movie. I stayed like on the edge of my seat. It's one of those movies where like you know, some movies are like mystery movies, and you can't really figure it out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even even if you're just not, or even if you're super smart, yeah, and you you just can't really figure it out. But yeah. it's one of those movies where like there's a lot of foreshadowing and there's a lot of clues, and um, it's I guess it's not super easy to follow, but it's mm-hmm. like not it's like the perfect engagement level, right. I guess. Like not too confusing to where you just want to give up and yeah. not too yeah. easy to where not you so confusing as Miller's yeah. Crossing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so very, very good movie. We should, you should just like let that just sit in silence. I should have. <laughs> yeah. I can edit in just like three <laughs> minutes of total silence and then anyway. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyway, um so yeah that that is another movie that um I think it's like my number two right now. All right. Um, of all time? Of all time. Wow. Um, I've never seen it, so I need to need to check it out. Yeah, well, you didn't like American Graffiti, so... I did like it. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so yeah, that's just a movie that has stuck with me uh, throughout the years. Um, really got me into trying to discover movies, um, actively mm-hmm. watch movies, and uh, actively seek out movies instead of just kind of waiting around for, like, you know, the next movie, the next classic movie in yeah. the queue. Kind of finding out that there's a lot of movies out there that yeah. like are subjectively enjoyable that cool. aren't super famous. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to wrap me up. No, no, I'm not. Okay. Well, yeah. Sounds super sarcastic. But... <laughs> All right, round three. Mm-mm, I suppose so. Let's go. All right, my round three pick is Goodwill Hunting. Um, no, I'm just kidding. That's a good movie. <laughs> okay, I was about to punch you. Yeah. All right, so this is one of my fault. <laughs> this is one of the first movies that made me like a little bit emotional. Um, Ooh, wow, wow, Heart of Stone. I mean, I don't know. Not a whole lot of movies make me super emotional. Yeah, I'm not that's the most true. Empathetic person. Um, <laughs> that is definitely true. Yep, it is. All right, so um, at least you're self-aware. Yeah. yeah, the it's not your fault scene definitely left a lump in my throat. I don't know about y'all. Um, Never seen it. 
You haven't seen it? Nope. Yeah, I, I have it. You can I borrow almost it. cried during that scene. Yeah. yeah, you need to watch it. I love Robin it's Williams. Really so. good. And I like you know, Matt Damon's in the movie, right? Yeah, he's I like the him. main character. I like, I like yeah. Matt Damon in Unsane. I think that was his best role. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, <laughs> in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah. this is one of the first movies I was allowed to watch that was more mature. Um, there are almost 150 f bombs in the film. In? Are you bragging? So, <laughs> is that a flex? I was obviously entranced at the time. I, that's just a fact. <laughs> hey, none of that. Um, should I restart that? No, it's fine. Sorry. Okay. Um, and this version of Robin Williams is uh, much different than the genie I knew and loved from Aladdin. Um, but he is he's really perfect here. Yeah. Um, Matt Damon is also a much different um, character than I knew from the Bournes movie. Bourne? <laughs> Bourne movies. <laughs> Um, and he's also perfect, yeah. They, uh, they did a good job playing the serious roles. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I guess Bourne's a serious movie, but yeah. it's an action movie, yeah. so... Not a lot of right. line reading there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is one of the first movies I'd seen that was more of a character study type film, um, and I've delved, I've delved into this genre more with movies like The Master, Birdman, mm-hmm. Punch Drunk Love, <laughs> Citizen Kane, yeah. American Psycho... And okay. my personal all-time favorite, There Will Be Blood. Dude, that's a solid little list you just rattled off there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very I know it is. Very trust proud. <laughs> proud right. moment. Yeah. I would say a good pick, but I've never seen that. So. Yeah, yeah, I will definitely. I'll just go that. ahead. Good pick. Good pick, dude. It's a good pick. It's a good movie. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. What that's worth. Oh, I guess I'm up. Okay, so my number one uh, is Prisoners, the 2013 movie from Denis Villeneuve. Uh, this one, Whoa. <laughs> I'll just ask Siri to pronounce his name, and then I'll just crop that in to where that's like, gonna sound terrible. That's I gonna mean, sound really funny, but then actually. it'll be Siri's fault and not yeah. mine. So yeah, all right. It's actually a pretty funny idea. Yeah, all right. Uh, so this one comes a fair time after my other two picks. Uh, those were both around the age of twelve or thirteen, and I saw this one at about sixteen. Um, what? Okay. Yeah, dude. Uh, if I had to pinpoint like to one specific film that really got me into uh, analyzing and thinking critically um, and enjoying movies on like that new level, um, if I had to pick one specific movie that got me into that, I think this would be the one. Um, it was pr- up to that point, and actually probably still is uh, one of the most like intense experiences I've ever had watching a movie. Like this thing from, I mean, from about 15 minutes in on, but really from the first minute. Um, it is so, so, so suspenseful, literally up until the last second. Um, I guess I should say it's a mystery movie about the father of a young girl and her friend who both go missing. Um, it's about him and the detective assigned to find them. Um, so, yeah, it's a mystery. It's so, so, so suspenseful. Um, it's made so well. Um, the atmosphere, from the very first frame of the movie, the atmosphere is a huge part of what makes it so gripping. Um, the cinematography is by industry favorite Roger Deakins. Um, like the movie itself, the camera moves very slowly but very deliberately. Um, there isn't a single shot or movement that's wasted. Everything is like intentional and there for a reason. Um, and the color palette is very cold, very uh, wet and wintry. Um, so it's just this very depressing, uh, eerie atmosphere that really fits with the movie as a whole. Um, also, it's two and a half hours long, and it never like kind of what I was saying with Alien. The pacing is so that's, so good. That's very true. Um, and I've seen it four or five times since then. It never lags wow. for even a second. Um, everything is here for a reason, and it makes for incredible rewatch value. 
Yeah, I do. I like that movie. That ending is definitely one the of ending my is amazing. Favorite, not my favorite. I was not. I liked it. I didn't like love it. I don't what, know. What the ending or the it, movie? The movie itself didn't stick with me personally. A bunch. It's still an all-time favorite it's, for me. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. I think yeah, the first I time I watched it was, was with you. Like, oh yeah, like, yeah, like two or three months. Ago. Yeah, pretty recently. Yeah. So yeah, I do. I like films where like you feel that sense of like unjustness. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like. There's like like am, ambiguity, like an ambiguous ending, or uh, there is. I wouldn't say the ending of Prisoners is like unjust. No, no, no like with it. characters, like, oh, well, can we spoil it? I mean, no. should we? Okay, no, don't spoil it. Well, I mean, yeah, just that the unjust. I mean, everyone, the Paul yeah. Dano character. Yeah. At the yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're um, talking. About. Yeah, I know what you're. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess that's accurate. Um, but yeah, just like the the actual ending, like the last three seconds are just so so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has a good uh, twist in it. I did not really see. Yeah, coming. yeah, yeah. But it's the per like taken with the movie as a whole. Like it's the perfect ending. Like if it ended any other way, it would not have been as good. Yeah, that's so definitely true. It's definitely a high mm-hmm. compliment to yeah, uh, very well written to prisoners. So yeah, if you haven't seen that, it's uh, very intense. Um, but if you like that kind of mystery uh, genre, definitely check it out. More intense than Mandy 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is, that is an awesome movie. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. I haven't seen that yet. We should uh, do an episode on it. It's a good movie. It's not amazing. It, um, it could be. Maybe. It, ha- it had potential, but I don't think it got all the way there. I'm not going to say whether it is or not until I rewatch it, but yeah. I liked it. I, I've only seen it once. Yeah. <clears throat> but I love me some Cage. Nicholas Cage is yeah. my boy. Yes. Let's just put that out there right now. Yeah, we here at the Fine Line Podcast are big Nicolas Cage fans. Cage. Um, we're so not Raising Arizona fans, but we are. We are, uh, we are in fact, uh, quite um, big Raising Arizona fans. Not. Yeah, Josiah is a hater for some strange reason. Yeah, because it sucks. It's an awful movie. Okay, right. you can leave. All that to say, Nick, if you're listening to this and you would like to uh, be a guest on this podcast, just give me a dial and uh, we'll make it happen. Or if you need anything also, else. can you steal the Declaration of Independence for me personally? I'm sure he'd be glad to do that. Yeah. Okay. Shall we move on to uh, your third and final did pick? You, did you do one? Right. Yeah, we've yeah, all done that three. That was me. Good oh, hunting. Good yeah, You're up, okay. dude. All right. My third and final pick is uh, Fritz Lang's M. Um, so I think it came out in 1931. It's an oldie. Just spit, yeah, spitball mm-hmm. in here. Um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely it's a silent oldie. film, right? It's a what? Silent film? Is it? No. Okay. No. It was, no, yeah, it's, yeah, there's talk. I've seen it, but I don't remember if it's... Yeah, I don't think it is. Just talking. Okay, yeah, it's not silent. Uh, I think oh yeah, because no, there's like the whole whistle. That's like a big plot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. I so second guess myself. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. No, it's not silent. Yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, no, it's all good. Um, so uh, Fritz Lang is a German director. Um, I don't know anything else he's done besides uh, Metropolis, which is also really good. I don't know. Never seen it. I've seen M, but I haven't seen Metropolis. Have you seen? I've seen part of M and not Metropolis. Of course you haven't. All right. Um, yeah, Metropolis is a completely different movie, um, which is, I think is really cool that he made. Like, they're almost like polar opposites. Like, really? M's like some kind of thriller yeah. movie, and then Metropolis is like some weird sci-fi. Yeah. Um, which is also, in its own way, it was one of the first sci-fi movies, and it inspired yeah. a lot of, like, it inspired Star Wars. And Anyway, that's kind of off topic. Yeah. But so Nothing's anyway, off topic here at the Fine Line Podcast. That's true. That's true. You want to just talk about the Spinal Tap? Sure. Let's just do yeah. it. Let's just little reroute action. Yeah. Okay. Um. So M. Uh, I think. I, yeah. I watched it on YouTube. Actually, that's how I watched it. Um. Because we don't do DVDs in this house. <laughs> um, Did you get one like a couple months ago? What? A DVD player or a Blu-ray player? 
Oh yeah, one like a year ago. Okay, yeah. but we just never use it because just, his TV is set to the ironic uh, motion. We have smoothing. a streamer in our midst. Thoroughbreds. <laughs> definitely more of a DVD person myself. Yeah, big Blu-ray. I don't thing. have any subscriptions besides Hulu. Nice dude. So, Way to I fight, hardly fight the ever system. use Hulu because yeah. it gives. Uh, yeah. Anyways, why are we talking continue. about Hulu? We could be um, talking about him. Yeah, good. They should be paying us to advertise for them, even though we're literally not, like, we're actively yeah. telling people to not use Dude, Hulu. you know who I want to be sponsored by? Who? YoPlate. I just Dude. really want a YoPlate. Like, yeah, they could, try... like, send us free free product yeah. for us to Or, like, Yogurt Mountain or something. Yeah, that Joy of Tokyo is another one. Actually, never mind. What uh, made you connect yeah. those? Strictly. What? Yogurt Mountain? And, I'm not seeing the connection between Yogurt Mountain and Joy of Tokyo. In Cherrydale. The, the Yogurt oh, yeah, Mountain you're right. is right next to you. right. Nice good connection. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so M, uh, it's a it's a movie about a child murder, oh. um, which is pretty dark for I think a '30s movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised that yeah, got I'm made. Surprised yeah. it was like I mean it was German. It's not explicit, yeah. is it? No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't show anything, but still. Yeah, it's very heavily implied, and it's like actually a pretty violent movie. Um, and like yeah, you remember the ending and everything. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it doesn't show anything, but yeah, for the time, like yeah, even pretty, implying it was pretty yeah, rough. I mean, it's still kind of creepy. Yeah, it like, is. It's, it's very creepy. Yeah. So anyway, um, it was definitely like I would say a boundary pushing movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but uh, the reason I love it is that it was one of the first movies I saw that was like an older movie that I didn't really, like. I guess force myself to like. Yeah. Um, I find myself doing that a lot, and it's yeah. not good. Now yeah. I've definitely moved away from that in the past few years. So M was kind of the first older movie that I actually like really enjoyed, um, despite it being an older movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really engaging for me. Um, one thing that I've kind of like struggled with is I guess trying or like wanting to like a movie and like not specifically enjoying it but being like yeah, yeah you know what it's a it's a good movie so I'll, yeah. I'll rate it highly. I mean you can like, objectively appreciate it's different yeah, like, there's a difference between objectively appreciating it and actually really liking it yeah. which I think you're saying is that, what happened that, with That's M. true but yeah. I'm yeah but I'm just saying like there have been movies where I've been like I don't really like it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you say you subjectively enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Um so, M was one of those first movies that I really enjoyed, um, despite it being from the 30s and being mm-hmm. black and white. Um, it's, like, it's so gripping. I mean, like, I don't want to compare it to Prisoners, but, like, that yeah. I feel the same way about M yeah. as you feel about Prisoners, probably. Um, and so, it just, like, throughout the entire movie, I was captivated from, like, the, you know, the opening scene um, to the final... Uh, I guess makeshift court scene. Yeah. Um, I don't remember much about that movie, but I do remember the last scene, and it's very really, good. Really, really, yeah. really good. Um, and so, yeah, um, M was a movie, even though I watched it on YouTube, which probably <laughs> um, takes away my status as a cinephile. But... <laughs> hey, I watched part of it on you YouTube. You didn't stream too. it on the Criterion I channel. Mean... You're not a real cinephile. <laughs> I don't have the Criterion DVD. I've never been on the Criterion channel. I don't own a Criterion I, I, I shoot. I own Punch uh, As of two weeks ago. Yeah. Sorry, I had to ruin the uh, illusion. Oh my gosh. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I guess I'll ruin more of the illusion by saying I almost bought City Lights, but then I was like, yeah, it's on YouTube, so I'll just watch it there. Nice. Full there circle. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can kick me off the show if you want. But no, dude, anyway, um, so yeah, that, I guess that's kind of all I have to say. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it's really stuck with me, and it was an important movie for me to watch, I think. So. Love you, M. Love you, Fritz Lang, wherever you are. Nice guy. Um, <laughs> I so. think he's dead. Oh, um, dude, that's why he hasn't made a movie in oh, a hundred years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. F. Yeah. On F. that note, those are our top three. <laughs>
<laughs> movies that got us into movies. Yeah, so yeah. if you haven't seen them, we would highly recommend yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um, Do we have any honorable mentions? Yeah. I have... um, well, let's go through and say the one movie out of all three that we would like the high, okay. most high recommend. Yeah. Um, for me, it's The Matrix. Um, actually, that's this is hard. Because The Matrix, I don't know. Some people hate it, some people love it. I don't think a but lot of people hate it. I feel like Hero, Hero is kind of an all-around, like, yeah. it's kind of hard to not like it. Yeah. Um, it's very engaging it's long. on yeah, every it's, level. it's very engaging. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll, I guess I'll, um, I'll say Hero for this. Yeah. Yes. I would, you should go watch that. And if you have seen it, then go watch The Matrix. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think for mine, um, I actually don't know what to do for this because... Um, I don't want to recommend Inception because everyone's <laughs> either seen it or like at least heard of it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the most accessible movie and that anyone will enjoy it. Like it's pretty much impossible to not enjoy it. Um, it can be but, a little bit confusing for some people. Yeah, but it's it's super enjoyable. I don't think that needs my I don't think it needs my recommendation. I think the one I the one I like most is definitely Prisoners. Um, but there's also a higher chance that you will not, like if the, if that genre is not your thing, you won't like it at all. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. Um, yeah, so I'll go with the village because, like I said earlier, I think mm. that's uh, underseen, underappreciated. That's a choice, right um, there, and I right. really like it. So yeah, go check out M Night Shyamalan's The Village and don't look up anything about it beforehand. Don't spoil it. Just go in blind and uh, you'll enjoy it. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, for mine, I think all of mine are pretty accessible. I would say. Um, you know, like, not everybody likes older movies, um, so, like, M, it might be hard to, like... But also, it's good to... I make mean, the decision yeah. to yeah. watch a 30s black-and-white movie. Yeah. But that's not, you know... You should. Yeah, it's a good should. movie. But um, I guess Alien is the one I'd recommend most. Yep. I mean, that's my favorite yeah. out of all my three picks. Um, and it's, like... It's a movie that you can just enjoy without, like... I guess specifically like reading too deep. Yeah, into the it. elements like, are there if you want to pick it apart. Yeah, and examine exactly. It. Yeah, I'm just like the reason I picked it is for personally. It yeah, kind of sparked something within me. But yeah. like you can totally just enjoy it. Yeah, on a superficial yeah. level. For sure. It's honestly like kind of like a blockbuster, but like a really it, really well made. Yeah, it really. I mean, it actually, is. it is a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I don't know how much it made in the box office. Probably a uh, good, probably good a lot. I would guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably. Um, we're gonna do honorable mentions. Yeah, let's do some honorable mentions. So, I guess I'll go first. Um, I guess I'll, ju I'll just run through them and not really talk in depth about them. But um, my three that I have written down are Breathless, um, old French movie that Caleb doesn't like. Okay, uh, it's it's just kind of boring. It's not boring at all. It's so beautiful. It's just weird and boring. That movie I mean, if you're makes not me a like so happy. You probably I, won't. I don't know. It's I, very artsy. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. A lot of jump cuts, which Caleb <laughs> yeah. doesn't like. Okay, I've come to appreciate the jump cut. I'll be honest. <laughs> a lot of jump cuts in uh, the Bourne trilogy. Yeah, but that's different. A lot of jump cuts in Heading West. There's too many <laughs> jump cuts in Breathless. Dude, why me. did we not mention Heading West? Why did we not? Oh, Is it available? Okay, Can anyway, you watch anyway, it? Anyway. Hold on, hold on. Can you watch Heading West anywhere? Is it online anywhere? I, I, no. It's good. <laughs> Dude, upload it to YouTube, I'll, and then on the next episode, we'll promote it. Well, yeah, I'll All do right. it. If All you right. don't know what Heading West is, just listen to our next episode, and we will go into detail about... Pick apart. You every, pick apart every frame <laughs> of Heading West. It's pretty easy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and then my other two movies are uh, Steven Spielberg's Minority Report um, and good Apocalypse choice. Now. Oh, just yes. for you. Nice. Just for Apocalypse you. Now. That's a good baby one. Right yeah. yeah. Love that movie. Um, I don't really have a ton of honorable mentions. I'll throw out the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, because I watched those probably when I was 10 or 11 and absolutely mm -hmm. loved them. I don't know that I liked those as much like as movies. I think at that time I more just loved them because I loved the books so much. 
Um, so I don't know that I at first appreciated those as much as movies, and I more appreciated them just for uh, like visualizing what I loved so much about the books. But yeah, Lord of the Rings would be an. Yeah, I would definitely agree with Lord of the Rings. It's... And they're they're still all time favorites. Oh yeah, for the record, for me love, too. love, 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 they're love. My them. number three slot right now. Yeah, number two. For um, me. so I guess I'll recommend. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Mad Max is definitely a very good movie. What, Fury Road or the first yeah, one? Fury Road, of Dude, course. Mad Max. <laughs> Not the old watch, ones. Everybody should watch that. Um, it's actually I would really recommend... Good. The old one's good? Yeah, I've never seen one. it. It's actually I mentioned good. Mandy earlier. That one's yep. weird. It's very intense. But you watched it's, that recently. It's a lot of fun. That didn't, that um, didn't start your love. No, no. You watched that like oh, six yeah, months ago. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're doing... Okay, I see. I thought we were just recommending movies we liked. No, dude. Um... I guess I'd, uh, Apocalypse Now is definitely one of them. Um, that was almost one of my top three. Nice. Um, yeah, that movie is just, it's my favorite war movie ever. I do like war movies, some people don't. Um, I like war movies. But yeah, that movie too. is very good. Yeah, it is. Um, it's got a stellar cast. And, and animal cruelty. It does have some animal cruelty indeed, but it's just a... It's just a cow. <laughs> It'll be okay. <laughs> There's a lot of cows I in the world. I didn't know your mom was in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. And I got to recommend There Will Be Blood. Okay. It is, it is It is very good. Cut, yeah, cut I don't... Off. Just let him talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some people, uh, if they don't like it... Yeah, then... like, you can't not like There Will Be Blood. It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, I can it is perfect. see people not like it. I can see people not liking it. I can see people not liking it. Because it... Is a bit. It's slow. It's 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 very slow. It's pretty slow. It's yeah. I can't really describe it honestly. I could see people not liking it, but I yeah Um, I love it. Yeah, just look up the trailer. There's a good trailer for it. It's a bit weird, but yeah. As is the movie. Yeah, the movie's definitely quite weird. Um, (laughs) Quite weird. Actually, I'm gonna don't watch the trailer. Actually, (laughs) I'm gonna change that. Don't watch There Will Be Blood. It doesn't. (laughs) It's actually terrible. All right, so yeah, that's my that's my picks for an honorable mention. Cool. So yeah, I think that wraps up our uh, our top threes and our honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about uh, maybe wrapping up future episodes by doing a little Q and A, uh, answering any questions you guys may have. Um, so if you have questions that you would like to hear us uh, answer, maybe an- I mean we'll answer. It may not be the answer you were hoping for. Probably expecting. won't be. I guess not answered, but just responded to. Um, <laughs> you can you can ask those at Twitter. Uh, we are at Fine Line Podcast. Uh, so you can drop those there, and I think that's it. Uh-huh. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thank Thanks. you guys for being here. Thanks for the support. I hope you got something out of it, and go watch those movies we recommended, please. We're watch your graffiti, please. <laughs> <laughs> I need to feed my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Patreon linked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> YoPlate sponsor us. That was terrible. Let's redo that. This podcast is hosted by Travis Kiker, Kayla Beals, and Josiah Dykes, and produced by Travis Kiker. Special thanks to Wesley Cannon for our theme music. Thanks for listening. I'm finished. <laughs>